Recording in progress. This being this being recorded. Hey, hello and all, and welcome to episode. Totally forgot. I've just one hundred sixteen, seventeen, seventeen, seventeen. Is it? I've literally just seventeen. I can't remember. Yeah, seventeen. Where we'll be talking about. That's probably where I'll be talking. Well, where we will be talking about tracking calories, why you should, how you can do it, and some little tips that we found along the way. All As things, all, all things all diet, th- <laughs> all things diet, because that's what everything is. Um, as always, horse me, Gaz, JDC Fitness, and Hunter, newly qualified PT now, fully done. Done more in the past nine weeks than he's done in the past nine years with his qualifications. That goes well, done him. <laughs> well done, him. Thanks, dude. Of average fitness. Proud of you, man. Proud of you. You fucking smashed it. You got a mint score. Well, well, Interesting, though, right? I was thinking about this on the way home because <clears throat> I had a feeling you might say something about it. Yeah. And I was thinking there's probably a lot of people, probably a big p- proportion of the people who listen to the podcast regularly or duck in and out or whatever who know you but don't necessarily know me or kind of know me but not that well or whatever i would imagine most of those people would have just assumed that i was already a certified personal trainer anyway because of the nature of kind of what this thing is about yeah well i have, um, I have mentioned that that you were qualified fitness instructor and becoming a pt um in the yeah. earlier episodes but there's not something saw, that was screamed on about no no and i think um i think it's interesting because i was thinking about like how that can come across i suppose like on the one hand i don't want it to you know i'm not saying like Everybody probably assumed I was a PT because I'm so knowledgeable and all that. That's not what I mean. What I mean is it's probably quite a strange thing to like have a fitness-based podcast that you are on regularly when you're not even qualified to be a personal trainer yet. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think it's, but that I think is a very, very um, good example of our whole ethos is the fitness industry has been made so complicated that people think you have to have these advanced qualifications or degrees or whatever in specific areas or broadly speaking or whatever, just to know what we know. That's not the case. I'll be completely honest. In my, I was, I don't think disappointed is the right word, but I didn't, I don't, I don't think I took a lot from the course. Don't get me wrong. The instructor I, was I, great. I tell you this. And yeah, no, and I, and I expected it going in. The instructor was great. Don't get me wrong. And there was some bits and pieces and obviously a lot of the anatomy and physiology and the, the like detail stuff. I learned a lot of, I didn't know like half the stuff I know now and I don't remember half the stuff I, I was taught, but the actual practical fitness side of it, I didn't learn that much from. And that I think is a fantastic example of exactly what we say, which is it's been made to be this big overcomplicated thing. And it's just not, it really, really is simple. I think anybody pick any of your clients, right. Who are interested in fitness, but not, you know, don't have a, a career based interest in it. They could go and do the course I've just done and pass no problem. I really believe yeah. that because it's 100%. just not that complicated. 100%. Um, it's just remembering facts and doing by the guidelines. I mean, what? The first two units is who are the three people that you would call in an emergency? Police, fire, mm-hmm. ambulance. Fucking hell, come on. It's, it's the world we live in, though. There's, like, there's a qualification for everything. Um, a lot of red tape. I just like, you've got to have this, you've got to do this, and an NVQ and this and that. And like, what the hell for? Yeah, I, I did a, um, what course did I do? I did a course. Obviously, I knew, um, I did the TRX one and then I did something else and I oh, got yeah. all the way to the end and then I thought, like, I know the content now. I don't need a bit of paper that I'm never ever going to use to prove it. Like, And I never yeah. done the test and just left it. 
Like, mm. I learned the, the content and now, right, champion. I've done it yeah. once to do a test to tell us that I know what I'm doing, so thanks. <laughs> no, yeah, the instructor said like, something about that, actually. The instructor I had, who I could say was dead good, he said at the end, he was like, um, there's a bunch of different certifications and qualifications you can get. But bear in mind that certifications and qualifications aren't the same thing. And you've got to bear in mind that you could you could learn and learn. And obviously, you should learn. Like You should keep learning, whatever, whatever thing you're in. But don't just learn stuff just because, just because, you know what I mean? I, don't go out and actively like, look, well, I want these extra qualifications. Is it going to make you any money? And is it going to provide any extra value to your clients? And if you want to branch out and do something specific, which then is going to take you down the road, fine. That's fine. Go and do the qualification. But if it's just to become a better personal trainer, there's probably very little you can learn from these other random courses. Uh, um, certain things, I think, have got a lot of value, like nutrition, for example. You could go down that rabbit hole to the nth degree and that would provide some value probably more to yourself though yeah yeah than it would than it would to any of your any of your ordinary clients do you know what i mean um yep. so yeah um speaking of like nutrition I, I passed i passed mine and they were like um do you want to we're, we're going to put you through your spinning certificates and your um kettlebell ones i was like fuck no i'm not coming so, i'm not going to come into a day worth of spinning that's like five hours more spinning than i ever want to do in my life yeah, I want to sit on a bike because if the seat's pointing up, that's for a fun time. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, the kettlebells, I would have been good to do, but I'm not going to do a designated kettlebell class and I don't need a kettlebell set certification that teaches how to use a kettlebell. I've used them for years. So, yeah, it's anyway, not, yeah. let's put that to bed and let's move on. Nutrition, tracking calories. Except Why that. should you? Why should you track calories? Because it's how you make gains, bro. It is. If you're looking to lose weight, gain mass, as in muscle mass, or even just get control of your eating habits, tracking calories is one of, in mine, and I probably think, as in a lot of people's opinions, one of the best ways and best methods and best tools you can use. Tracking calories is not obsessive and it's not for life. It's like riding a bike. I like to say it's like riding a bike. So you track calories for a while. You put in what you're eating. You learn what foods you like that work and what foods you like that don't really work. And after a time of learning portion control, you start to eyeball it more and mm. you don't need to use the tracking calories. But you've learned that skill that if you ever, I don't know, say you had an accident, you put on a lot of weight or you just give up for a time hell. Shit happens, you might go through something um, and you give it all up. You've got that knowledge to be able to bust that toolkit back open and start tracking calories, get everything back on track, and then again ditch it. Yeah. I think uh, I seen I seen somewhere on, on Instagram somewhere there was like a QA with somebody I follow, and they said, Do you think tracking calories is something that everybody should do for a short period of time at least? And uh, and that kind of what the person said, they probably said something on the lines of yes, you know, maybe or whatever, you know. But I think, I thought it was a really interesting point of like, learn to do it so that you've learned to do it rather than like necessarily for the results that you're going to get from it. Like, for example, I've, I, there was a time where I, I wanted to put on a lot of weight because I was really, really skinny up until I was about 22, maybe 23. Um, and, and I was like actively like just eating as much as I possibly could. I wasn't tracking my calories. I was just literally eating everything I could. Yeah. Um, I was going to like Morrison's and getting a six pack of sausage rolls um, to have with my meals throughout the day. And I was eating three sausage rolls a day alongside me other meals just to get the extra calories in. Um, and the, but then up until about, 
five years ago, I don't know, I had never really tracked calories because I've never really been in the position where I've wanted to lose weight or wanted to gain weight other than that short period of time. Um, but learning the skill of like, you know, like you say, paying attention to what you're eating, actually concentrating on, I'm going to put me breakfast in now or I'm going to plan ahead for my tea or whatever. Doing that and getting into the habit of that, that kind of regime, um, I think is valuable because as you say, you can always refer back to it. It's a bit like, it, it reminds us of a bit like learning a trade, but they're not necessarily doing that for a living. It's always handy to know. It's always handy to know how to do something um, because eventually you're going to need it. And everybody's going to have a period in their, in their life where they're going to want to lose a bit of weight or maintain a bit of weight or drop a bit of weight or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And you find out a lot of stuff as well. Like the amount of times that I've like just mind numbingly not even noticed you like a full pack of like sweet and sour sauce or whatever and a chicken then looked at the back and just went damn that's mm-hmm. a ton of calories that I never where I could have just used spices or something else um, yeah I think it's that, yeah that's probably that is probably the best part about learning to be mindful of what you're eating not necessarily like alter your habits based on it is that you do then start making slightly better choices just incrementally like throughout your life um, yeah. like you'll you'll find yourself saying like, well, I'm sure last time I looked, this was the same calories as that and I prefer that one, so I get the one I prefer or whatever, do you know what I mean? Um, There was something that I think it was, was it Ross said? I think, you know, we had Ross on back on episode three or four, whatever it was, and I'm sure it was was said. Ross said. (laughs) He said, I just just watched that episode yesterday, that's weird. (laughs) Um, There was, I'm sure it was him who said, um, what gets measured gets improved Mm. or some, some words to that effect. And it was, that was the thing. It was like, if you actually pay attention to what you're eating, then you can improve your diet, even if it's just a little bit, even if it's what? not necessarily for, you know, even if it's not even for weight loss or weight gain. What gets measured gets managed. That's how I like it. Managed, yeah. I know it was that one. Um, even if it's just to be healthier, like without mm-hmm. worrying about body image, you know, even if it's just to get more of your, your vitamins and your whatever, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I think it's important. It's important to know. It's important to know how it's important to get your head around because you're going to need to know it at some point. Yeah. Especially if you're interested in fitness. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's the why. Go on the how. Does mm. obviously the more old school ways to do it by pen and paper, but we're not going to do that route. Obviously. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So there's a, there's a load of different apps, but I think the king of apps is always going to be my fitness pal. It's got the capital. Um, there is other apps which are actually better, and I can't like oh, my macros plus or something. But for easy sake, we'll just talk about my fitness pal because it's what the majority yeah. of people are going to use. Um, I do think their calorie calculation is a bit off. Mm-hmm. So probably better to find a better calculator off the top of my head. You can go to calculator.jdcfitness.co.uk and get one. Shameless plug there. Um, that was off the top of your head, was it? I wasn't like. <laughs> Premeditated, and it's not as difficult as people make out. No, you can plan all your meals in advance, put them in, play around with it. You can do it while you're cooking. It's got a barcode scanner, so you can, if you're out and about in the shops and you're eating on the fly, you can scan barcodes and fire it straight up. Um, There's very really, little that isn't already pre-programmed. Not all of it is 100% accurate, and not all, yeah, of, it will have all the different vitamins and stuff. But for what you're going to use it for, the main thing is calories. And then following that, protein, carbs, and fat. Um, and there's, you know, like I say, if you scan the barcode, most things, even something as simple as takeaways, um, 
you know, you can you can kind of go in and play around a little bit. We had uh, Domino's over the last couple of days. Um, I got a large pizza, typed it in, put in how many, you know, I was going to have half of it and then save half of me the next day and all that. And you can kind of do that. It does take a little bit of playing around with, um, especially if it's something quite obscure that you're having. So obviously yeah. when Louise gets stuff from her work, it's not necessarily like mainstream stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, but even then, it's very, very, very rare that, that it's not already pre-programmed. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of things you can just use like a generic one. Like I put in like black coffee with sugar and it doesn't matter which coffee it is. It's there or thereabouts. Do you know what I mean? Everything in fitness, in the calorie tracking world and it's all estimation. There's never yeah. going to be like, even on food labelings, on mm -hmm. the back of the food where it says nutritional information, by law, they're allowed to be 20% out on their on their readings on there. It's mad, I don't know. Which, are, which when you think of it, you got 20% is nothing, but that can easily be an extra 100, 150 calories mm -hmm. because there's no, because of just weight variations and everything. Um, yeah. Well, like you say, it's the same with everything, though. It's the same with everything regarding, regarding fitness is your weight on the scale won't necessarily be 100% accurate. So, like, if you just if you just accept that and go, I'm just going to measure what I can and work within that that framework. Say, for example, if you're like, look, I'm, I'm currently weighing 13 stone and I want to lose X amount, I want to lose half a stone, just work off that. You don't need to worry about whether that's exactly right because whether you're going from 13 to 12 and a half or 13 in a bit to 12 and a half in a bit, it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? You're still using the same framework. So don't get hung up on the detail use it as a tool rather than as a Bible. As a guide. Um, it's just measuring and managing over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. That adherence will balance it all out, that it yeah. works together. Um, yeah. Another thing is the accuracy of the foods put in. It's open source. So that means that anybody can put anything into the food, into the food database. Mm -hmm. So if, you, if there's something that doesn't scan, which is very rare these days because it became so huge, you mm -hmm. can physically put it in. And where a lot of people fall on this point is they'll search for something and they'll say it's got a green tick. That yeah. green tick doesn't mean it's verified, which we your brain would automatically think because you see a blue tick on Facebook, you think it's verified. That blue, that green tick on there just means that all the details are filled in. So if I was a dick, I could have went in and put dominate our pizza from thing and put it as 15 calories and just filled in like the protein, the carbs, the magnesium, uh, like just filled in all the things. Yeah. I would have got a green tick. Nobody was yeah. like, oh, that's a problem. I mean, pizza can have 15 of them a day. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> and again, yeah. I think I think just the whole psychology of tracking, and I've had this with clients where they've went, I've went to, I went to a party and I didn't feel guilty that I was having um I was having a bit of cake. And I just went on and I put like chocolate cake and estimated what it was, put it in. But the fact that I did that stopped us from getting four sausage rolls, a handful of crisps, and some whatever else there is in a buffet. Apartment. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, even, it helped yeah. them rein in, in when they when they were. What you tend to find, I don't know if this is the same for you or the same for anybody who's listening, um, is the way I use used it slash use it is. For a while, I was like strict, track everything, track how many cups of coffee I've had, how many cups of tea I've had, exactly how many biscuits, et cetera, et cetera, and put everything in. And I'd be lying in bed at night and go, oh, I didn't put my tea in. I'll just go and da -da -da -da. there we go. And I already knew that I had I had my calories for the day and I hadn't gone over or I wasn't, I was a little bit under or whatever, but I still put it in anyway. Whereas now, now that I've done that for a long period of time, I either put in my breakfast and my dinner and then I'll, I'll know oh, well, I've got like 800 calories left and my tea's about six or 700. So I'll just have a cup of tea and a couple of biscuits afterwards and that'll be fine. 
and I know I'm there or thereabouts. Uh, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be rigid. You can use it however you want. I know you said you, you start with your evening meal and then kind of work backwards. Yeah, and that, that just shows the flexibility of it's not about recording what you've ate to have it there. It's about using it to make your life easier. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's where people get hung up on it. They think, you know, it's obsessive or I, can't, I don't have the time or I don't want to make the time um, or I can't be bothered because it does take five or 10 minutes of your day to do it. Um, yeah. But if you just use it as something else to help, it doesn't, it doesn't need to take along. It doesn't need to be that serious. You don't need to live and die by it. Do you know what I mean? Um, as, well, that, as well, people, could help. people tend to eat quite similar foods. So once you get into the habit of it, it's in your suggested or yeah. most used or frequently used or recently used. Yeah. There's all them tabs that you can think of. So yeah. obviously, we're talking track it. So putting the details in, putting like how much, so say chicken breast, you had to, you, you would put into my fitness pal just for anybody who's totally brand new to it. You'd search for chicken breast and you would select the size. So 200, uh, 200 of grams, whatever. Um, how I would recommend doing it is always, always keep the accuracy. So what I mean is, Make sure what you're, what you're weighing food-wise is what you're tracking. So sometimes it'll be cooked chicken breast or pre-cooked chicken breast. And there is variance in the uh, calories there. So keep that the same. Um, and when you say like weighing out your food, it's, that's getting obsessive. It's not really. Stick your plate on the scales, whack it on, and do it, take it off bit by bit or add it on bit by bit, whichever works best for you. So like if, yeah. you're, doing a, if you're doing a cook, cook your food, put your plate on, put it all on. If you're doing it the other way, put your plate on, um, zero your plate, put your chicken breast on, there you go, there's 200 calories, back there, 200 grams, whatever. You get into the pan, and then your next mm. bit of food, your next bit of food, your next bit of food. It's Tracking and weighing is not difficult, and it's not time-consuming. It's on the fly, it's literally seconds. I think the thing is, it's more time-consuming than not doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And that's, that's just a, a reflection of the way things are now, isn't it? It's like, if it takes any time at all, then it's a hassle, um, which is just, it's just the way human beings are now. And I'm the worst for it. Like they said, uh, I remember saying something somewhere and it was like, don't agree to, um, like don't get into a relationship with someone or don't agree to move in with someone or don't marry someone or whatever until you've seen them deal with slow internet connection. I thought that's, <laughs> such a, that's such a good way to put it because like, if something, if, if I click on a website and it hasn't loaded within three seconds, I'm like ready to murder someone. Oh, it's a, yeah. it's a horrible feeling. I'm but, it's, but it's like, that's just the way we are now, isn't it, as a society? Um, and that's that's why I think people think tracking calories is a lot. It's the same with, with Coogan, and I'm the worst for it. If it's got more than three ingredients, I'm just not interested. I mean, that sounds way too complicated. You know, they say you look up a recipe, and it's like preparation time, 20 minutes. I'm thinking to myself, 20 minutes to prepare it, half an hour to cook it, three minutes to eat it. Not interested. That's just the way I am. <laughs> just, give me, just give me a sandwich, you know what I mean? I'm not that fuzzy. Um, yeah. And I think that's just, that, that reflects in the into using my fitness pal but the reason why we are recommending that it is a good thing a to learn and b to do is is whatever your goals are what you put into your body is going to be probably the deciding factor as to whether you achieve them or how quickly you achieve them or how close you get or whatever met whatever metric you want to use if you as a person are looking to lose X amount of weight or drop X amount of dress sizes or put on X amount of muscle or whatever. The work you do in the gym plays a role. The work you do in the kitchen plays a bigger role. There's just no way, there's no way um, you can, you can argue. And I was we'll the worst. Said it, we've said it before, like I was people the worst put too this. much emphasis on the gym side of things. 
every um, year my Facebook memories come up with um, on one particular day, me having on this big rant about how I'd managed to lose some weight, whatever, whatever it was, I can't remember, and how I hadn't even put any effort in the diet and it was all to do with exercise. And you called us out on it. And I was like, ah, whatever, man, fucking mug. And uh, and now I'm like, I was eating in a calorie deficit and I didn't know it because I wasn't measuring it. Doesn't mean yeah. I wasn't eating in a deficit though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where that's where that knowledge kind of has obviously grown over the last few years. Um, but yeah, what you do in the kitchen makes up the accepted rule is what, 80, 20, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 80% of, of whether you achieve what you're looking to achieve is because of what you eat. So if you measure it, you can work with it. And that's the point. It's always been, it's, a, it's an always thing, isn't it? One of that old age old sayings of you can't outrun the fork. Mm-hmm. So when you are tracking it, you obviously have a calorie target. Um, that is obviously your main thing. And your calorie target is made up of three other things, three other macronutrients without getting too specific in science. So you've got a calorie target. Um, and what I tell my clients is we're going to work from your calorie target and your protein target. Yeah. and ignore the carbs and fat target. So they, that, like, yeah. don't worry, because I don't want you worrying about four things when you get just as good, if not better results, worrying off too. Yeah. So worrying on the protein thing. As long as you're hitting that calorie target, you can't be going over in carbs and fat, mm. in essence. Um, yeah. Try and hit your protein target. So you've got your big umbrella at the top, which is your calories, hit your protein. And if these two other ones go red, doesn't matter. Doesn't don't worry matter. about it. Don't stress yeah. about it, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, again, I think it's, it depends on the mindset. I've had conversations with all different types of people and it depends on whether you're very laid back or whether you're very detail oriented or whatever. Um, cause I had a conversation with someone and they're like, but, but like, it says I'm supposed to have this amount and I'm like, don't stress about it, man. It's, it's fine. Cause I'm, that's just the way I am. I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. No stress, you know, try to like relax and all that. Whereas some people, it needs to be a bit more detail, you know? Yeah, it does. Um, and when I, when so, I started out, I, I started on all three macros. Yeah, yeah, Nobody no, told me about yeah. the flexible diet side of things. And it but, was harder, a lot harder. But what I was going to say was the way, even if you were to say the calorie target is 2,300 a day with 150 grams of protein, right, fine. Don't worry about it ah. that much. If you are lying in bed on a Tuesday night, it's, it's half past nine, you're having an early night, and you think, oh, shit, I'm only at 2,100 calories. I've got 200 left. I didn't quite hit my protein. All right, calm down. It's <laughs> tomorrow. Like it's not, it doesn't need to be, it's not a ticky box exercise to say, I did it seven days out of seven. You can do five days out of seven, perfect score, and still, and still average, you know what I mean? It needs to be a big picture thing rather than a day by day by day. Obviously, consistency helps and aim for the target, but don't stress about it because it's there to, it's there as a guide. It's an estimation. Do you know what I mean? There's that balance and act. Like um, I'll get clients who say like, Oh, I'm struggling to eat to that calorie target because I've been so eating so low because they thought I had to eat low calories for so long. Yeah. So say they've been eating like 1,200 calories and I put them on 18, they're like, I'm still 200, 300 calories down. I'm like, champion, doesn't matter. Like nobody didn't get skinny by not eating. Yeah. <laughs> but don't purposely go under that to try and improve the results because that will lead to binge eating because you'd be hungry. Yeah. You can safety net them. You can say it however you want. That target's there, try and get up to that target. If they don't get there, fine. If you go over a little bit, don't stress, pull it back the next day or whatever. If yeah. you're at your target and you're hungry, eat. Yeah. You are a grown person, your body knows better than a fucking calculator. Because it is an that, estimate and you could and be. 
was said before, you know, let's say your food is... We're working on daily out. averages. You could have done shit yeah. ton more that week, that day. That's yeah. why you're starving. Or your food's 10% out in terms of its, its nutritional information. What if it's 10% under? Now, it could easily just be 10% over. Don't get me wrong. But it, it could be out. You know what I mean? There's a whole bunch of reasons. And you don't want... Again, we're using this as a tool. We're not saying it's the Bible. We're not saying it needs to be something you need to follow to the letter. Exactly. Um, and what about the amount of times you don't actually finish your dinner because you're full? Like, when yeah. I've had a stir fry and I fill it full of veg... I'll weigh it all in. It's like five, six, eight, 780 calories, 800 calories. Why would I go to 780? 800 calories. And I eat it, I get halfway through and I'm like, I can't finish this. Them calories are sitting there. That happens and people don't think about that. So that's there as well. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about, right, is, and this is not like, this is not going to make that much of a difference, but the amount of times where you eat, your, you know, your dinner, and then there's still like crap on your plate, whether it be, you know, a little bit of gravy or like bits and bits and pieces here and they're like those are calories like there is a little bit of calories in that in that like stuff nah, that still is on I've, I've counted nobody mocks up with it. i am licking that plate dry and if i've got next to 60 <laughs> calories i'm going to use a bread slice to do it <laughs> i was going to say yeah everyone should have an emergency mop of bread there to clean up like but if I've you don't right? beans, if i've got a tin of beans i'm like i want every bean out of this because i'm yeah. tracking this calorie <laughs> that's what i mean like the, the, amount of t- the amount of calories that go in the bin or down the drain like must be a nah i don't know maybe it's just a handful but what are you gonna do yeah. but um yeah. in the same essence if you're hungry eat um yeah if, if, you're, if you're over don't stress it if you're under don't stress it but purposely do not purposely stay under too long yeah. like to try yeah. and speed the results because what will happen is you might be all right Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that lack of energy, that lack of input's going to catch up. Boom. You roll into the binge eating and oh, well, yeah. fucking, I've, I've ruined Friday anyway, so I might as well have this weekend off and get back on on Monday. Yeah. Which is going to lead to the next point. Like what, we've got seven days in a week. Why would you only track for four and a half, five days mm. and ruin nearly 50% of your thing? Calories Good. count on the weekend too. Before you go into that, which is obviously very important, um, you know, we're talking about like, oh, you know, if if you purposely stay under from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then it leads to all these bad behaviors, that's just from a diet point of view. What if you purposely stay under by 100 calories or so, or a couple of hundred calories, whatever it is, for the first few days, and then your productivity slows down, your performance yep. at work slows down, that can have an effect. Your mood is worse, that has an effect on your family and obviously yourself. There's all these other consequences that, can possibly be effect, you know, can possibly happen because well, you, you, of you trying to cheat your diet a little bit just to lose an extra half pound that week, you know. Um, I get it, I understand it, but it does have an effect on the rest of your life. How you look, how much you weigh is not the only factor. You need to remember other things as well. Um, but there as well, um, your body's function is to survive and keep balance homeostasis. So mm-hmm. if you drop your calories down, your body's going to slow their things down. I've read mm-hmm. stuff where people are so low calories, their eyes were drying up because they were blinking mm-hmm. as much. And I like I fidget, my leg bounces. But obviously, when I'm tired and I'm hungry, that's not going to happen so much. You're not going to move around as much. You're not going to get up because you can't be asked because you haven't got that mm-hmm. energy. Food is fuel. It is energy. So that was a massive good point. Um, well done. That, <laughs> thanks. That, that didn't mean to be condescending or uh, anything there. It did sound like when I, when I came up. Um, but yeah, what I started stumbling on before you pulled that up, weekends, by all means, be a bit freer on the weekends. Yeah. But if you track Monday to Thursday and then get a bit loose on a Friday and then Saturday, Sunday's YOLO, 
the seven days in a week and you're putting three aside, two and a half maybe, that's nearly half of your effort not doing yeah. it. So yeah. it's like building a swimming pool through the week to fill it back in through the on the weekend. Like, what's the yeah. point? Um, and you wonder why you're not getting the results. You could have easily been what one two pound lost that week, but then you haven't. And then you then and then what what happens is you you have a shitty weekend Saturday Friday Saturday Sunday because you haven't had a good nutrition. You've been just binge. You'll have like a massive meal, then nothing. Regret. Yeah. You'll have a little bit more. Come Monday, so say you go to the gym on Monday morning, your performance is shit because you haven't got that fuel and nutrition to do it. Mm. So you've wrecked all the work you've done Monday the previous week, and so, you've started your new week shit. Yeah, gold nugget info bomb right there. But I mean, I do, I do think we should point out the hypocrisy of you saying that while you're hungover. Um. I am hungover <laughs> as shit, and I'm getting a parvo for me tea. <laughs> With oh, chips. Alright, but we what do we talk about? We always talk about accountability, we always talk about um, knowing yourself and all that. And I think this is where tracking on a regular basis or semi-regular basis can help. If you know that it's in your nature to get hammered on a weekend or to forget, then then obviously you can work around that to a point. Do you know what I mean? But I think you're right. I think the the way I heard it described to me was um, I think I told mentioned this before. There was a guy, I think it was on the If It Fits Your Macros Facebook page that used to be a thing. I don't know if it's still is. Um, yeah. Um, they said, I think someone had asked, like, open question, everybody, why do you track your macros? Like, what, like, what is your reason for doing it? And this guy said, I work too hard in the gym to not get the most benefit from it. And that's why I track. I thought that's a really interesting way. Yeah. That's like the opposite of the way you would think, you know? It, you know, most people would be like, I want to get more benefit. He's like, no, no. I'm working hard enough. I deserve to track my calories. I deserve to get the best nutrition. I deserve the extra fuel I need to, to work as hard. And I was like, wow, that's a really good way to think about it. And you could flip it. You could go, I go to the gym to maximize the effort I make from me calorie count or whatever, you, you know, whatever you need to do to kind of, um, to make it work for you. But I think that's a, if you can get into that mindset, I think it can make a big difference. Um, rather than just, I'm doing it to lose the weight or I'm doing it to, to gain some muscle or whatever, like hold yourself accountable to the bigger picture stuff um, and the effort that you are already putting in. If you're putting in any effort, if you've, if you've, if anybody's listening who has paid Gareth to train them, you've paid money, you earned that money. You've had to go to work and chances are you don't like your job. So you earned that money by working hard, maybe in a job you don't like possibly. And you gave it to somebody else. Why you did it to make yourself better. So make yourself better then. Don't ruin it by having a pizza. Do you know what I mean? Have the pizza if you want, but think of it that way. Do you know what I mean? Hold I'll yourself say, accountable like, to doing what this you've work, already like, invested. Struggling in the gym, like pushing weight and stuff, like putting your body through like hell. Mm. Like, yeah, the joy it is fun, like thing, but still you're doing this work. Capitalize on it. Like yeah. use the other half of the equation. You deserve I've just realized the best this seat that we're live and there's a very high chance that this seat's going to give way on me like one my ego will take a trip because I think I've gained too much weight and two it's going to be recorded of me just going wait because I've just felt it just felt it buckle so if we do go down we're going down ambulance. swinging <laughs> ambulance. <laughs> iconic um, mate iconic moment right there it was how long ago yeah. was that that must have been Four. 10 years ago now no maybe uh, not. I, was, I don't know 
was back in the days as a myth, so I would say probably anyway. 2010. Mm. No, I can't. I mean, I'm not going to go, man. It was, mate. 2010, between 2010 and 2012, I'll prove that. Um, It'll come up on more uh, Facebook memories soon enough, I'm sure. Yeah. So, some more stuff while working with um, my fitness pal. One thing you need to do with my fitness pal, and we've mentioned it before on, on the on the podcast, and I mentioned it all the time to clients, is remove your exercise from my fitness pal. My yes. fitness pal. So, see, you've got 2,000 calories. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's rewind. Let's start at the very, very beginning. Let's start at the very beginner model. Okay. So when you said. No, 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 no. To do is put that information in and put in your activity level and it will give you a calorie target. That's based on the activity level that you put in. So you need to be honest with yourself. And your um your goal so if you are x weight and you want to be y weight more or less you know what i mean and then it will work out how many calories you need to be eating. from there you then start inputting your food but that's that you need to do that work first and then as guys was just about to say if you also input your exercise into there it will alter your calorie target so you don't want to do that um, and that goes, I assume that that's goes where, you're, I assume that's where yeah, you're going with that. It was. Me and Nick cut off as well, so I was away for a bit there. Um, so it'll automatically want you to link up with Fitbit, Apple Watch, all sorts, and it'll take the steps from there, and it'll put it into your, into your diary. And sometimes you'll not even realize because it's below your food and water intake. So obviously yeah. we're saying don't add your exercise in, but be mindful that it's not it does it automatically for you. Because um, what will happen is if you had 2,000 calories, you ate 500, your remaining for the day will be 1,500 calories. But if your exercise burned equated to 500 calories, my fitness pal would add this back to 2,000. So your deficit of 500 calories is now gone. Um, and this is a bug with my fitness pal. It was a bug with my fitness pal. And in instead of fixing it, they made a premium membership where you can turn it off. And I think that's mm. the biggest dick move by them ever. Yeah. Give us all give us all your shitty articles that I never read and lock us out from doing different certain things, but that's an absolute feature that needs to be changed. <clears throat> but work with what well, you know, work with what you're working with. Um, like you say, make your calorie target, and that can be adjusted as you go. And obviously, as you lose weight or gain weight, you can alter your, your current weight and that will adjust your target. So your your calorie target is not something that's set in stone, it's not something that is is just the way it is as you grow or shrink or whatever, it will change, it will adapt because that's how it works um, and your deficit will shrink or, or grow or whatever. Um, so you need to be mindful of that, but don't, don't overcomplicate it by trying to work out, well, on this day I worked 8, walked 8,000 steps and didn't work out and the next day I did 10,000 steps and did work out, so I need to change my calories day by day. No, keep it simple. Keep it as simple as you possibly can. Work out a calorie target or rather put in the information and then it will give you a calorie target. And then from there, just try and try and stick to that on a on a consistent basis. What I talked about earlier. Guilty mm. of all this, eating too little and then eating crap on the weekend, still under goal, because I wouldn't eat for the whole day to have a takeaway. Um and I, my weight, my my progress in the gym stalled because <clears> I wasn't eating enough. That's exactly what I had said. Just 
So let's just let's think about it logically, right? Let's think about it. Just go we back all do it. over the comment. We all do it, all right? You do it, I do it, everybody does it. I'm the worst for it. Let's think about it logically. We say, okay, say your target's 2,000 calories, right? You know you're going to have a takeaway on the weekend, or you know you're going to have a takeaway that night, so you then don't eat or eat less or whatever. Then you have your takeaway. Then you feel guilty about it. Then the next day, your body doesn't perform the way it does. Then it, that's just not, that is not a constructive way. If that was anything else, if that was somebody else, if it was a, if it was a machine, if it was a piece of technology, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, like, there's no way you would operate your car on that basis. Do you know what I mean? You would try and keep it as structured as possible. Do you know what I mean? If you change things, you're inevitably going to you know, break it. And like I say, I'm the worst for it as well. But have your takeaways, but work around it in a, in a smart way, I suppose, is probably the advice. Because if you try and, if you try and wing it, like, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. But if, if you're going to deviate from a consistent plan, fine. You've got to live your life. You've got to enjoy your life. I love a pizza. I love a Chinese. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to do that, try and make the transitions as smooth as possible. If you start, if you're up and down and up and down, that's going to have an effect on your mood, your sleep, your water intake, how many steps you have, et cetera, et cetera. So be mindful of all those things. Um, I know that sounds like a contradiction to say and keep it simple and also be mindful of everything. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's one of those balance it's and it, it's Yeah, it's it's everything. And that's in Find the happy medium and kind of work with Find that. the happy medium that works for you. Find the balance. It's never going to be perfect. It's never it's never going to be possible to be perfect. We've told about all these um, variations. Mm. Um, I'm Hold for yourself a accountable, but don't stress about it. Ryan's put, hi, can I ask a question in regards to this subject? And uh, I'm just waiting for him to send a message in before we move on. What up, Ryan? Spill the beans. What you got to say? Um, yeah, I think, I think the, the, the way to think about it for me, and again, I know I don't necessarily think the way everybody else thinks, um, is find the happy medium and try and keep that as consistent as possible because consistency builds results. And if you, if you know yourself... I think accountability is just, you know, self, self accountability is, is just the key to everything. So if you know, I love a takeaway, or if you know, I like to have Greg's for me dinner regularly, or I go to Greg's uh, on the morning, on the weekend, because I love a Greg's breakfast, especially on the weekend when it's going to be busy at work. That's me. I was there this morning. Um, I was the only person in the entire Greg's wearing a mask. I felt like such, I was like walking on this, like I care more than anybody else. <laughs> um, Nobody has said Greg's as much in as, 30-second burst than you did right there. Yeah, I love Greg's. Ryan's questions came in there. So he says, recently losing two stone and being at a healthy weight, I want to tone up. So being hold on, so being so obsessive and restricted over calories, trying to change the mindset is hard. Any tips? Yeah, we did We did quite a, we did quite an episode on this on the mindset. Was it on the mindset episode? I think um, we went into that, yeah. It's, yeah. To be honest, you want your def- it's, it seems like a very strange question to ask, right? I, I imagine Ryan probably feels like, this is like, you know, it's a bit like, oh, woe is me. Like, you know, I'm going to have to start eating more. And now, you know, how is that meant to be difficult? It's not a strange question because almost everybody who loses weight feels exactly the same way at some point, if not yeah. for a long, long, long time. So it, you're definitely you're going, not going to people, people, people are going to be scared of eating more when, they've came from the work a, they've when you've, you've lost two stone. That, that's incredible. Bloody well yeah. done. Um, how did you do it? Was it, what did you do to lose that weight? 
while you're typing that, I'll go into what I was going to say. So hmm. we talk about calorie deficit. That's great. Now that. we did a full episode. It was the maintenance episode. We did a full episode on calorie maintenance and how it's so overlooked. You get people who will just say calorie deficit, lose fat, calorie surplus, gain muscle. There's an absolute amazing part at calorie maintenance where if you're doing the work correctly, you will recompensate. You will be able to create muscle, especially in the early days of training, while still minimalizing the amount of fat that you'll take on. So don't just dive straight up to maintenance either. Um, during lockdown, didn't realize just how beneficial it is. Yeah, walking so much. So he's, he lost the two stone from walking. And I absolutely praise yeah. the living daylights out of walking. It's so overlooked. You, I say Especially in the summer. Like, the way it is now, Bryce. Hi, son. Say hi, Dongo Hunter. Hi. Where you been? So, been on we'll break it down like talking walking. Uh, for a long time, for a long time, <laughs> I overlooked walking when I first started. And I would hammer hit in the treadmill mm. and get my calorie burn up. But I could only do that hit workouts X amount of days per week because yeah. I had to recover and I was risking higher injury and stuff. However, mm. walking, I can do every day and I can enjoy well, it. And it doesn't Ryan's the living, out. Ryan is Ryan the living proof of that. Do you know what I mean? I, um, absolutely well done. So if we're talking about your calorie side of things, if you were looking at your deficit, and you are in a 500 calorie deficit, it's called reverse dieting. Feel free to shoot us a message afterwards. And what you're doing is you're slowly reintroducing um, a higher calories. It's all about adaption. Your body will start to adapt. Um, you might not even be hungry at the start because you've adapted to your calorie deficit for so long. So just ballpark figures. Say you've been at 1,500 calories for X amount of so long you've been doing. Um, go to 1,700, an extra 200 calories. Um, try that for a few weeks, see how your body responds, see how you feel. Um, after a few weeks, you might want to open another 200 um, and then back to your maintenance level so that getting rid of that 500 deficit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Again, obviously, these are, you know, we're talking in exact figures because that's how it's measured, but it's not always that straightforward. So it's not an exact science. You might be in a, a 470 deficit and you might need to, you know, Things are going to change as you go. Like, don't stress so much about the exact numbers. Um, and don't, it doesn't, it's not always as straightforward as like 2,000, 500, et cetera. Yeah. Play around with it a little bit. The good thing is you've, you've made all that progress over a sustained period of time. Did you say, how long did you say time frame? Did I, or did I imagine uh, that? I it just said walking during lockdown. So, right, okay. So you've it, lost. It estimated say we could say the past 18 months yeah. till yeah. So say you've lost two stone over a sustained period of time. I'm going to assume it's not over the last couple of months. It's going to be over a sustained period of time. You've made all that progress slowly, sustainably, etc. You're not gonna, you're not gonna undo that. You know what I mean? There is no way you are gonna undo that hard work in a short period of time. It's just not possible. So don't stress about it. You've kind of bought yourself a little bit of time, a little bit of experimentation time. You can start adding in a little bit more food. You can start adding in different types of workouts, whether it be you want to start building muscle, like you say, toning up. You want to start building a little bit of muscle. You want to start lifting some weights. You can kind of experiment a little bit. Obviously, you can reach out to myself or guys or anybody else for that matter, uh, you know, fitness trainer-wise. Wow. Did, did it in three months. Wow. Really? Wow, that's a, yeah. that's a big difference. So um, March 1st to around the middle of June. Amazing. Um, 
Yeah, so you're not going to undo that hard work in a short period of time. It's just, there's just no way. So you've, like I say, you've bought yourself a little bit of freedom. That's what you've done. Um, and as Guy says, add in a little bit of food. Don't, don't you know, stress about the, the exact number so much. Just add in a little bit, a little bit of time over, I don't know, two, three, four weeks, whatever you want to do. Um, and start lifting some weights. That's probably a... Focus on The next lifts. step for me. Yeah. Deadlifts, squats, so bench. That's don't know if, it, you know, from the, from the context, don't know if you do visit the gym or have any interest in, in lifting weights or whatever, or whether you just want to do it from home or whatever it is. Um, but if you're wanting to start toning up, which is a, a kind of a, a loose term for building muscle and maybe losing it, this, that, and that, um, yeah, you're going to need to start lifting some weights, essentially. Um, you, and you didn't lose it too fast as well. So it wasn't like a, one of these six weeks drop 20 mm. pounds thing. So I mean, three months about, is a pretty quick it's turnaround pretty quick for that much, that much but, weight. But then well again, done. you know, we don't know, we don't know all the variables. So, you know, um, yeah. but it wasn't like you say, it wasn't like you've lost eight pound in the first week and then seven in the second week. And that's just probably not how it worked. You know, I don't know. But no, uh, yeah, um, well so it's, not going to, it's not going to bounce back. Um, you did it on a way where you'll understand how you can manage your weight gain going forward. Um, what I would but say but is that well mindset is, of switching that mindset is difficult. Don't get me wrong, it is difficult. Yeah. And almost everybody I've ever spoken to who's lost significant weight has had the same problem, has had the same mindset issue, rather not the same problem, but the same kind of worry of like, you know, it's going to be difficult to go to eating at maintenance or whatever. Um, so you're definitely not on your own there. Um, as well, what's going to help your mindset, especially if you are um, bigger for a long period of time and you're scared again in the weight is don't use the scales. Yes. Um, especially if you're going to start, if you haven't already, you're going to start using weights because especially in the early days, you're going to be a lot more sore and that'll affect what your weight is um, on the scales. Use progress pictures, measure yourself. Um, not like height, but measure your limbs and stuff, your body and that. Um, but progress pictures is going to be your absolute best friend rather than them yes. using the scales. And of course, the um, muscle weighs more than fat thing, which um, a lot of people know about, which is if you were to start going to the gym and lifting some weights and toning up, etc., you're going to probably put on body weight whilst looking slimmer um, and better because muscle does weigh more than fat. So. What? Yeah. Exciting times. Well done, mate. Sure. I'm, I'm gonna have to pull that not to be a dick, but muscle doesn't weigh more than fat, it's just denser. Yes, sorry, I don't, sorry, I don't know. No, I know you mean, but, no, it's a good point. Um, people, it's a good point. Some, there'll be one troll who clicks in at this point and goes, I don't know, I don't know. Um, yeah. it's denser, it's the same yes. way a ton of bricks is the same with a ton of feathers. There's loads yes. of ton of feathers to make a ton of feathers, you've got loads of it. Um, to make a ton of bricks, you've got a lot less. Same as muscle, so fat, you get loads of it. Um, muscle there's not very much of it and that's where the body composition comes and that's why um, we recommend taking progress photos because you'll feel like you look better your clothes fit better etc but the scale might you know be working against you so to speak and it'll be convincing that you weigh more you do weigh more or you do weigh the same or whatever yeah. you just shrank a little bit to uh and as well with progress pictures i've known hunter since we were what 11 12 well, then, in yeah. my mind he still looks the same as he did when i was 12 year old same. <laughs> that is the same for you. You see yourself in the mirror every day. You do not see the changes, and I get this with clients all the time. I don't even look any different, and I just go straight through the Facebook, and I'm like, bam, 
You look like your big fat sister four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, though, if I took away my beard and my tattoos, I would literally look the way I did when I was 12. So. No, you kind of get curtains back because you're bald. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we hope we'll help a little bit there, Ryan. Yep. If there's anything else, just shoot a message or comment now because yeah. um, we are running at the time. The wife and kid is back and oh, yeah. hovering. What's for tea? Speaking of food, what's for tea this evening? I'm getting a parmesan with chips because I'm absolutely oh, yeah. starving. And I need to nullify this hangover to get up in the morning at six and train. Where I think we're going to have some type of mince dinner type, mince mash, carrots, gravy, etc. Um, aye. And then I've got my little home gym set up. I'm going to, uh, going to get in there in the morning. I was meant to have Bun coming around tomorrow, but uh, we've had to change it and do uh, I think a different day instead. Um, but I got some bumper plates this week. Got some... Uh, Got some cast iron plates as well, although only half of them have been delivered. They've, uh, they didn't deliver me tens, so I need to figure out what's going on there. I emailed them and they were like, oh, the couriers might be, you know, over the wait minute. And I was like, it's two ten plates. Like, how They've clearly been missed off the order. So, yeah, hopefully I'll get them soon. Anything else relating to anything anybody said in the chat? Um, well, uh, like, no, don't believe so. I'll just check me out. No. Um, no. I think final point on, on calories and, and counting, we should probably talk about we'll the importance of protein. It. Yeah, we should probably talk about the importance of protein before we wrap up. Because could be you mentioned a whole other show. It could, to be fair, but you did mention it earlier on and say, like, you know, calories and protein target, don't worry about the carbs and the fat. And there's probably people thinking, if I'm not why going to worry about the carbs and the fat, why the protein? Um, so, and go on and go ahead, yeah. Sorry, didn't mean that one. So protein is especially when losing weight, it's going to help you build and maintain the muscle that you've got. When, well, I said it earlier on in the show anyway, what body is built to survive. And the first thing that it usually uh, attacks when losing weight is muscle. That's Mm. why cardio destroys muscle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, The next part of protein, so you want to, you want to keep your protein high to maintain your muscle and help grow a little bit of muscle. So you look better. Who gives a shit what your weight was already been through that. Um, Protein's going to keep you fuller for longer. So if you've got a if you've got a large plate of food, go for your protein. If you if you're the kind of person who will eat until like properly full, eat the protein first. You're going to fill up a lot quicker than if you ate the rest and then had your had your meat mm. or whatever whatever protein source. I was just grabbing up whatever. There. Yeah. Um, oh, do I yeah, really want to? If you have a, if you base your diet, because you could, you know, in theory, you could say, well, I'm on, I'm on 1800 calories a day and I'm just going to have, you know, there's all those diets where I have the Mars bar diet where you just eat your Mars bars and you lose weight. Yeah, that's fine. Problem is we talked about density in terms of muscle versus fat. In terms of food, fat is a lot more, um, there's a lot more calories per gram in fat than there is in anything else. Um, And so if you were, for example, to eat 1800 calories worth of fat, in a day, you'd probably still be hungry at the end of the day, or on average, you're more likely to be hungry than if you focus on your protein. Um, so yeah, eating protein dense foods can help with how hungry you feel, which obviously helps you stick to your calories. And as you say, helps to kind of maintain the muscle so you don't start wasting away and, and, and keep all your fat. <laughs> I run the risk of getting flamed if I explain this wrong or too briefly, but the thermogenic effect of food also plays a part. So mm. When your body breaks down food, it uses, it burns calories to do so. Um, protein needs 30% more calories to break, get to be broken down. 
So if you had a 2,000 calorie diet, 2,000 a day, so if you were eating 2,000 calories in a day, and this was mm. from mainly processed, high carbs, fast food, you get them 2,000. However, if you've got a mainly high protein diet, Mm-hmm. you could be looking at around about 1,800 calories because of the thermogenic effect of food. Because so if you've already got a 500-calorie deficit, yeah. then we're playing with the, th- well, the thermogenic effect of food would be in there as well. But yeah, you're burning more calories. While so you're maximising that effect rather than yeah. just not using it at all, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was hard to do without writing down that, because like, usually I've got to write it down before I go into that sort of explanation. Yeah. So basically, you just know what, that's what? the one bit that will get picked up and people go, so if I just eat 2,000 calories of protein, I'm not eating anything and I can just go yeah. out and get skinny. Hi. What we're basically saying is, if you're going to track your calories, which obviously comes with all the benefits that we've talked about, um, that's the main thing. If you want it to be a little bit more specific and want to maximize the benefit, then you need to look at eating loosely speaking a lot of protein yeah so probably more than you would think um obviously you can you can you know google it or you can reach out to one of us to, to kind of talk about the the benefits a bit more and maybe rule, we'll do a full episode rule, on protein your but, rule i knew it would be um hmm. the rule of thumb of how much protein you should be having in average rule of thumb is one gram of protein to one pound of body weight that's the easiest way i mean there is the lean body mass version but the easiest way hmm. to do it so if you're 200 pound you want to be looking upwards of 200 pounds of protein i'll be honest Which i'm not a massive fan of that uh, i understand where that comes from and i understand that it's 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 easy to remember and all that i'm not so hot on on that um in terms of like again don't stress about it like for example if you are 150 pounds and your protein target's 150 and you're only having an average of 115 that's fine like yeah, you yeah. might you might get more benefit from eating more protein but let's not or just pretend that we're just going to eat certain foods just because they have protein in. Do you know what I mean? Make smart choices. Where me and Louise are forever looking at, especially with you know eating, you know a lot of plant-based stuff. We're always looking at: is it really worth having this for tea because it hasn't got a lot of protein in? And then building around that. Um, so be mindful of how much protein you have, and then have as much as you can, roughly speaking. Um, but yeah, I don't don't worry so much about. The exact number. Just rule of thumb again. If you're going to stick you, to yeah, if you're using my fitness plan, you're going to use it to track your calories. Protein's the one. Protein is ah. the one of the three. Don't stress about the others. Yeah. All right, cool. <clears throat> I'm getting hungry. We're going to have to wrap it up. Ah, and uh, who who decided to do a show on food <laughs> when I'm hungover and haven't had a lot to eat today? Oh, All right, I'm cool. Sorry. Well, next Sunday, um, I've got tough mother on Saturday. So I will be A, hungover, B, exhausted, C, almost certainly injured, and D, I should probably have some pretty good stories. So I don't know what you want to um, talk about next week, but we're going to obviously decide as we go. But that's the let's talk. Let's talk about Tough Mudder. Uh, mate, I'll so talk about Tough Mudder all day I'll go to Johnny's when you come back. Let's oh, not yeah? discuss Tough Mudder. <laughs> Until the night. Fair enough. Then, oh, no, nope, you'll have to tune in the show to find out. <laughs> Nobody mentioned it. Sounds good, I. Sounds no, good. I was talking to the other day and he was like, oh, I'll come across if you want for some drinks. And yeah, I was right. like, oh, I heard was come across for drinks. Well, so, you'll be drinking on your own and we'll all be asleep. I can tell you how much. <laughs> so I don't need to bring drinks. I'll just drink all your drinks <laughs> and you fall asleep. Job done. Awesome. All right, cool. Yeah, I think that went Hopefully well. That Thank you very much. Value. Well done, Ryan. And thanks for the questions. Keep them coming. Even when we're not live, shoot the message through to the, uh, to the inbox. Either ordinary view, average fitness or JDC fitness. Um, 
we'll either, we can talk into it there and we can build a show around it. Again, it gives us more content to talk about. Yeah. And stuff that's important to you guys. So awesome. thank you very much, everybody. I'll put that in the chat. Thank you. Oh, cool. And we'll just sign it off with a two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! Well done. All Catch right, you nice one. Take it easy, man. Ta-da.